When you're an entrepreneur with a great idea, it can be daunting to find funding. Startup Raven takes the process out of your hands by helping entrepreneurs connect and learn about potential investors all in one place. Without any long-filled forms or thousand questions, Sign up for early access at StartupRaven.com. Welcome to StartupRad.io, your podcast and YouTube blog covering the German startup scene with news, interviews, and live events. Hello and welcome, everybody. This is Joe from StartupRate.io. Today, I bring you another interview, but this time with an investor. Therefore, I would like to welcome Michael, the founder and general partner of the European Circular Bio Economy Fund, also called ECBF. And I think in the interview, I will just refer it as the fund. Hey, Michael, how you doing? Ah, thanks. Nice. And thank you for having me. Uh, totally my pleasure. Um, interesting thing is when you go a little bit through your personal CV, you see that there is an institution in the past that we've already covered. Um, people may remember the interview f uh, from Alex from Frankenberg, um, the managing director of Hightech Gründerfonds, HTGF, one of Europe's most active seed investors. And actually, You've been the first boss there, right? You build up this entity. I, that was a great pleasure to work for HGGF. I had even the chance to um, write the business concept for the fund. So that was in 2004 and 2005. And uh, we set up the organization and uh, yeah, we set up a great team, invested in a quiet number of companies. And it was really a very intensive learning. And all the experience were good enough to be selected to set up the European Circular Bioeconomy Fund. Mm -hmm. And when I get my math not totally wrong, you've been there around 14 years. Yeah, well, that's from 2000. I started, I've been there from 2005 until uh, the end of 2019. So there's almost, and if you, include the time of preparation, it comes up to 15 years. Ooh, that's so that's long. And that actually, that's also a reason why it's a good idea to start something new. So if you set up so many companies from scratch, you think, yeah, why not do it yourself? And that will lead us to, as I said, the fund ECBF. Um, who came up with the name. That's quite a mouthful. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the background and the name of the fund? Um, we'll get a little bit into the nitty gritty details um, soon. Yeah, well, we, we have a, yeah, already a history. So we, we uh, start to think about establishing a new organization already in 2018 uh, because the European Investment Bank they analyzed the market for bioeconomy and uh, investing in sustainable uh, projects carefully, and they found out there's a lack of growth stage funding in this area. So therefore, 
they offered, or they put out a tender um, to find a team executing and setting up such a fund. So then I met some people from them and, uh, you know, and they asked, asked me maybe to, to contribute a bit and uh, work some weekends uh, together with uh, uh, Michael Nethersheim and Dirk. Uh, he's our CFO and Michael is the other co-founder. Um, and so we yeah, prepared a bit of a business concept and we uh, put it to well, in the process and then we were selected uh, to set it up. And that's, that was the beginning. And then we, you know, you do all what, you, what is needed. You set up the whole institution and then you need to do fundraising because, of course, the European Investment Bank don't give you a single euro uh, before you don't get another private investor. So that was a very uh, intensive time. So we started at the beginning of 2020. Actually, we quitted our job at the last day of 2019. And then we, we thought, okay, it just will take us three months uh, uh, for the first, to the first closing. Uh, but then, of course, you know that the corona time starts and we were a bit stuck. That was really, yeah, something like a roller coaster, right? Um, because uh, we always thought, well, this is a very demanding thing. Because all the investors we had in our pipeline disappeared. Just European Investment Bank and two private, uh, one family office and one corporate, they stayed with us. And that was really a bit demanding because you could not get in contact to new LPs, potential investors, and you could not, uh, yeah, you, you, you know, we could not increase the number. So we, you know, then we convinced the European Investment Bank that they give us the, the chance to set up the fund um, with these three investors. Um, so that is uh, that was fantastic that we got them, and then we started the fund in August 2020, and uh, yeah, the time went came better quickly as you already know, as probably as well. So in September, everybody, uh, yeah, were used already to communicate via screens uh, to to get to to maybe even get in contact to new people via the screen, which was. Absolutely impossible in, in uh, March, April, and May uh, 2020. But in September, it was okay. So then we could reach out to further investors. Um, and uh, yeah, in December, we had already 175. And then the train was going. And uh, other organizations, corporates, family offices, they saw, okay, that's an interesting story. The topic is interesting. And we want to invest with some impact. And then they joined the fund. At the end, the fund was even oversubscribed. So we lifted the cap from 250 to 300. And then even that was oversubscribed. So that was really uh, exciting and very great for us. So there, there's always a crisis, but uh, we uh, uh, were very tough uh, and we, we got it together uh, with a lot of patience and uh, engagement uh, to reach it. Because, uh, you know, we got nothing, you know. We went to the unemployment agency here to get um, funding for our families. We went to the, where we even get corona support by the uh, local uh, communities here as a, as a very young startup. 
And but then at the end, it is fantastic that we could make it. And now we are, yeah, we have a full running organization. We have a great team in place. We have already done our first investments. Um, and we have an, even our own office here, but we also spread all across Europe. So that's fantastic um, and exciting. Um, but to start, this is, of course, a, a demanding thing. I think most of the startups can share that. I I was also kind of on the same ship. Um, I wasn't necessarily leaving my last job um, voluntarily. But nonetheless, I also decided to do something new to venture out during times of Corona, approximately a year after you did. Um, and when Corona didn't go away as fast as everybody hoped, did you have a few minutes where you thought, hmm, am I really doing the right thing here? Oh, you know, um, if you really calculate the risk, Carefully, you will never start a startup. So you, you know you must must be a bit, like a bit crazy, a bit ambitious to do this. Um, uh, um, and you you cannot see in the future. You know if you, yeah. And in hindsight, um, it was okay because it was successful. However, if you if you really look to the risk, it was a bit crazy because you know nobody could uh, expect that we get a corona crisis at, at the beginning of. 2020. So that was really a very uh, a great surprise for all of us. And that hit us, of course. Um, yeah. And of course, then you think, oh, maybe we cannot make it. Maybe it's a wrong decision, of course. Um, yeah. And even your family. You know, I have three kids. And they all just wanted to, to study. I said, look, hey, what are you doing there? We, you know, you are, yeah, we have our future. We want to want your support for our studies. What are you doing there? So it's a demanding time, but um, at the end, it's, it's very intensive and very great learning to see that, to experience, to have your own experience about really risk. You know, most of the investors, they talk a lot about risk, but they don't know it. They've never really set up a new startup from scratch. And that is really different. It's a very important lesson to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I also think that setting up a company during such times, they, they, they really hit home because if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. <laughs> um, so <laughs> yeah. basically you, you went out to a new job. First investors disappeared. I actually heard this from a few other people. For example, friends of mine were trying to set up a VC fund. They even had signed contracts and investors disappeared, meaning their LPs, meaning the people who give you money to manage it as a VC. And at the end, you have been oversubscribed with even 300 million. That means there have been more people wanted to give you money than 300 million. What, how did you decide to cap the fund there? Well, the original plan was to raise a fund of 250. So that was already our hard cap. And then we talked to the investors at Luki. We want to increase that to 300. And they agreed. But if you uh, do it larger, then you need to have a different business concept. So you can, you know, the, the business concept is already it's still good for the 300. So if you can do it with 250, it's still okay with 300. 
um, we also have inflation and the, the companies need more money and uh, uh, that's all fine. But if you waste more, then you need to really, you have to write a new business concept. And that's a different story. So then it is, it is a different business. Um, and we started with this, with our concept. Um, and we agreed on, on this concept with our initial LPs, especially the European Investment Bank. They put on the tender. So if you come, a, come across with completely different ideas later, uh, you know, they cannot because then they have to repeat the tender. So that's why we, we you know, 300 is, is a huge, success for this uh, startup for first time fund and uh, so that's why you know we could not increase uh, uh, this amount further and we are very happy about it it's it's great to have that trust from the investors mm -hmm. first congratulations on the success i also found a few um lps you have officially named in your documents, for example, NRW Bank, NRW Bank, private investors like Nestle, Neste, Corbion, Büfa, Köhler Group, Volkswohlbund, Hettisch, Invest NL, meaning Invest Netherlands, Kelos, yeah. Heino, and some more. Um, can, can you tell us a little bit? I know there is a special story behind, um, for example, having Nestle as an investor, right? Yeah, well, Nestle, they, they are very interested in um, the topic sustainable packaging. Uh, that's, the, you know, it's a food company and we cover this area as well, but their main focus is on um, how they can uh, uh, into, in, introduce sustainable packaging. Um, and that is, uh, for, for this, they, you know, they, they just uh, implemented a fund of fund Uh, a company, so you know they put some money along, and, and we have we heard it. You are setting up a new uh, institution to put money into venture capital funds. So then we knocked on that on that door, and we knew somebody from from the Nestle team there. So we called them, and they said, "Okay, yeah, send us a bit a business concept. We might look look at." And then they analyzed the whole market and said, look here, we don't find anybody better than you. So we put mm -hmm. money in our funds. So that was really, uh, yeah, it, it was fantastic. And that was really also amazing because they have not really talked a lot to us. Because uh, usually, you know, with, with the European Investment Bank, we had one year due diligence. That was really exhausting um, and very intensive. We always went to Luxembourg to, to uh, do team uh, checks and everything. But with Nestle, it was different because of Corona, they could not really interact. So that was all via screen. And, uh, you know, they, they did, I think, a hundred of reference calls. And at the end, they did it. Hey, guys, this is Joe from StartupRate.io. Today, I want to introduce you to our newest partner, Newsly. Newsly is an all-in-one audio app for iOS and Android. It picks up the top trending articles on the web on topics you choose at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. We are also available there with all of our podcasts. Subscribe now and get one month off the premium subscription with the code STARTUPRAD, S-T-A-R-T-U-P-R-A-D on newsly.me. 
And it's still, and you know, these kind of investors are important because they contribute money, but they also contribute a lot of expertise, knowledge, and, and market access. So they have great networks. And, uh, you know, they, their LinkedIn account has 11 million followers. So if, if they <laughs> so that's really impressive, isn't it? And uh, they have um, uh, a huge network and um, they have experts about all these topics. So we invite these experts to work on specific uh, topics together. And that is fantastic. That's very interesting. For instance, if you look to Nestle, you know, they, they are customer of um, insects. So they buy insects from the insect producing companies to, to uh, produce pet food. That's what they do. And we have one uh, insect company in our portfolio. So before we invested in this, we had a workshop with our LPs. And we have one company that they're dealing with waste. So they know all the, the topics around feedstock. So how, what, how can you feed the insects? They have, the, they have feedstock there. And on the other hand, you have Nestle. So they are customer of, of insects. Uh, and then you see that from different angles, you know, this animal you can uh, look at from different angles, and that's of course very interesting. And we could learn so much and so quickly. So that's why we, these investors, the corporates, actually nine corporates, are fantastic to work with mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because they they are looking for solutions that they really can apply in their business. Yes, sure. And, you know, they want to learn what's going on in the whole area of bioeconomy um, because they now the, the innovation speed, you know, the, 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 um, the change speed will increase dramatically. So all the value change will change quickly and more and more quickly. Um, so they need to adapt. And if they don't, they might get lost on the way. So that's really a fear they have. Um, you could see, you could see that, well, we have learned that with the digitalization. So all the companies, they had to define themselves, or many of them have to define them, themselves completely new. If you look to the musician industry or music industry, or if you look to, to, um, photographs, photos, you know, they, they, tremendous changes. And we expect the same. Uh, in the uh, transformation from a fossil-based linear economy to a, a bio-based circular one. So you see tremendous changes. So then the, the companies need to adapt. And of course, innovation speed is a bit limited in their own organization. So they need innovation from outside. Mm -hmm. So if you have quick changes in the market and the, a very high level of uncertainty, Actually, you have the best environment for startups and venture capital. Mm -hmm. Talking about startups, um, we've been now talking approximately 20 minutes about your startup, the ECBF. And let us talk a little bit about the type of startups you are looking to invest in. I do understand it's European Union, EU 27, and 16 additional countries in the Horizon 2020 program. Also, you have some ESG in, um, governance, environmental, social, and governance criteria you also need to apply in addition 
to the normal startup. So can you tell us a little bit how this all is strung together in your pitching application selection process? Yeah, well, it's, it's not, so, not so complicated. First of all, you need to be registered in one of the European countries or you want to really to do business there. Then you need to have a bio-based business. So bio-based materials or business focusing on, on, on producing um, um, biomass, like AgTech, food and feed, so that's producing of, of, of nutrition and uh, packaging and uh, uh, construction materials are important. So if you belong to this area, if you have a bio-based uh, uh, product contributing to the transformation to, to a sustainable uh, bioeconomy, then you are welcome. And we do not do investment in the very early stage. So we need to have, a, uh, so you need to be ready to grow. So that means you have a technology readiness level of six. So you have maybe a pilot plant ready. You have the, um, the first products are theirs and we have some customers to ask. So there, there's no significant technology risk anymore. Uh, so the product is ready and then we can scale up and then you are uh, welcome. So then we, you know, we contribute two to 20 million euros equity capital and we would like to syndicate with others. So we invite others to join the round and uh, then we can scale up. And of course, if you do not have an impact on the transformation to a more bio-based circular economy, we don't touch. Mm -hmm. So that's a prerequisite. We, we need to have that. That is absolutely important. Um, and we don't invest without this uh, impact. And of course, a clear alignment with the so-called environmental, social, and good governance criteria. For all our more uh, dealing with these details, we are an Article 9 fund according to the mm -hmm. sustainable finance disclosure regulation. Mm -hmm. I see. And you guys, meaning you as a legal entity, are located in Bonn, the former capital of Germany, but your team is spread out all over Europe. And as we already mentioned, you can also invest all across Europe. Um, I would be curious um, if you can name a few interesting investments and why they caught their interest and then we'll go into what startups can expect when they apply and how they apply first of all we are really a pan-european organization so our fund is registered in luxembourg by the way um, and we invest all across europe and uh, we have invested in seven different countries already maybe one example i've already mentioned is uh, the the production of insects so we have a the company, they have the, we think, the uh, most sophisticated factory in place, producing 10,000 tons of uh, insect uh, products. Uh, there's a company called Protix. It's really a growth story. Uh, we have also a company um, located in uh, Slovenia, and they have a trap to um, catch the insects on the on farmer's field to really analyze what kind of insects are there. 
and what is the population of insects are doing so that, that they can give the recommendation to the farmer, do you really have to spray or not? Mm-hmm. And because they can include, and it's not artificial intelligence, so they include uh, the climate data, wind and, and temperature and so on. Um, and, and then, uh, according to this, they give a reputation to the, uh, or good advice to the farmer uh, so that they can spray or not. So that's fantastic because it combines digital topics, uh, artificial intelligence with this um, more precise farming. Yeah. So they, then we have a company located in France and they have a new um, phytosterol that is a part of a hormone of a plant mm-hmm. that makes you that makes the plant more resilient against um, stress from drought. So that because we have in the future we, we expect drier summers and uh, that is stress for the for the plants. And if the farmer gives this phytosterols to the plant, they, then the, the wheat or uh, soy is more re- resilient against drought. So these kind of climate change adaption uh, companies are also mm-hmm. very welcome. Mm-hmm. I see. So basically, there is no clear cut, um, no clear cut area you're looking for. Not as B two B SaaS companies like other investors are looking at. So you have a very broad horizon of potential investments you can make. Um, let's say I would have something interesting for you. Um, down in the show notes, we will have an email address where you can pitch. And how would be the process? What does a startup expect to have until, let's say, a few months down the road, they get an investment? And by the way, how long does it on average take to get an investment with you? Yeah, usually it is uh, not so complicated. You just send me an email, so I look here um, and give a good introduction, and then we look to the pitch deck, if you include it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we might have a call to understand what's going on. And uh, we have a number of questions to find the fit, uh, if you're, uh, to find out if your company fits uh, the investment score. So if it is, then we go further on and um, we want to really understand um, in details your technology, your IP situation, your uh, um, yeah, USP on the market, your really your, your um, competitive advantage um, and we want to learn the, the market and the environment. So if there are any approvals or uh, how can you access the market? And then, of course, you want to learn uh, uh, um, to get in touch with the team intensively. So we want to see what's going on. And since you are not just a startup, a very early startup, you have already a bit of a history. So we can see how the management team is performing. And um, that is, of course, very important. And of course, then we look to the financials. Is it really a good business? Is it attractive? And is it the valuation? You ask, are good for us? Can, can we agree on this? And at the end, of course, we, or not at the end, we ask for the impact and ESG. So if, yeah, that is all, you know, we can do that within three months. That is, uh, but, but usually not, not uh, really uh, faster. 
I have been looking through the CVs of your team on the website and I've seen biochemistry, bioprocessing, chemistry, engineers. So you do have a lot of very smart people going through the business models. Um, but I do understand at one point, um, you cannot just know everything. You also have to ask somebody else, um, about the validity of a certain let's say chemical or process um, that is out there. But nonetheless, you are doing this. And on average, how, how many pitches do you get and how many actual investments do you do? What, what's approximately the ratio? Yeah, the ratio is not very, uh, you know, you, you should not uh, look to this ratio because it's frustrating. So we get around 600 uh, uh, business concepts And you, we do five per year. So that's not, but if, if, you know, we, on the other hand, we are still looking very actively for new uh, investment opportunities, especially in the packaging area, in the, in the industrial biotech area. There's even, from our point of view, we don't see enough companies really have this fit. Mm -hmm. So that, that's really, if you have the fit, then the number of competitors are not so high and uh, we really want to invest. And we, you know, to, to be honest, we are very, very uh, uh, proud of our team. So it is, it's a very diversified team. So these are chemists and, and engineers, but also financial people. And we are very proud that they're from, the team is from 14 different countries. So really very diverse. And they are also located all across Europe and Israel. So we have one, uh, Ananya is located in, in Barcelona. Guillaume in, in um, Paris, uh, Stefan in uh, Lyon, and we have somebody in Switzerland, we have somebody uh, from Poland, she, uh, Juvita moved from Poland to, to Bonn, um, and uh, Uli is located in Tel Aviv. And Marie, she is just moved, has just moved to Athens. So we are very spread, um, and we cover Europe and we are really European institution and that's why we love to be called European Circular Bioeconomy. Mm -hmm. So the, the name is also the program. It's a bit <laughs> difficult, but at the end it's a program. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I see. So um, I would say less than 1%, but that's a pretty good probability um, to get accepted. And as always, I tell the startups first, look at the invest look at the investor because usually um most of the startups you have to sort out because they totally don't match your focus right sure. that, that's that's what i do that's what my personal experience i also get a lot of inbound traffic for people who want to have an interview here and they they're reaching out from all over the world and i say okay i bring the german speaking startup scene to the world how are you involved there uh <laughs> <laughs> the, the, I, I do assume that's the same for you guys. If you're a startup out there looking to pitch investors, do you uh, do your first research, pitch the right investors? That takes a lot of stress away from you guys. Um, the, the only thing we did not cover yet is, um, on average, how long does it take? Like two, three, four, five months until from the first application till the investment. And I, I would assume it's, it's no fixed term because you also have to find other investors, maybe another lead investor and have to find an agreement with those other investors. 
Yeah, it's. It, I think three months is very quick. It's that is actually, actually we we cannot be faster than three months. So if everything is in proper order, then we can do it within th uh, three months. But sometimes it even takes longer. Yes, mm -hmm. it depends on 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 many. Uh, well, if if you cover if if there's no well, our own process is maybe three months, but of course on the other side you have also processes. Yes. Um. We'll leave down here in the show notes um, the email where you can pitch the ECBF. And um, usually when I talk to startups, I have two questions. I'll give you a modified version of this. Um, when will you next raise funds, meaning looking for LPs? Yeah, well, the, the, the first fund has a duration period of, the, of five years. So we are investing from 2024 until 2025. Maybe one year later, but uh, that is actually the time we want to um, have the second fund in place. So I think we will start fundraising um, in 2024. Actually, in the, in, the, in the last quarter of 2024, we're going to start. Mm -hmm. And of course, are you hiring? Well, right at the moment, we are hiring um, an an, um, a junior analyst and the so, so these kind of one year gap year interims but we're also probably um, looking for somebody high profile investment director with some venture capital experience experience in the bioeconomy and uh, uh, really um, yeah ambitious ambitious uh, passion uh, to uh, join our mission mm -hmm. I see. Down here in the show notes on our Medium blog, we'll also link your career website because as we know it, as we understand it, years from now, by the way, this is recorded in early 2023. Years from now, people will still listen to this interview and then you will have different positions open, but the link will still be fine down here in our Medium blog. Thank you. Totally my pleasure. Michael? It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you very much. Um, I enjoyed the interview and best of luck and let us know when you're fundraising again. Thank you, Joe. That was really a pleasure. That's all, folks. Find more news, streams, events, and interviews at www.startuprad.io. Remember, sharing is caring.